Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now I don't know uh, what our words really are. It's okay. We'll make them up. We'll make them up. No one knows what we are saying. But it's It's the episode many of you have asked for, so turn down the lights and light your candles. In episode four, we talk about close encounters of a dating kind. It's time for Africana After Dark. We made it to episode four. And we're both so excited to be talking about Djembe Drumroll, please. Dating. Dating. If you're wondering why the episode is called Tinder in the Time of Ebola, it's because this might be like somewhat socially irresponsible of us, but this was the title of a blog post that I never wrote back in 2014 and the early part of 2015. Um, So for those of you who've listened to the teaser episode, you know that I had plenty of blog post ideas about my initial few months and I just never got around to doing it. So... My Tinder in the Time of Ebola post would be about all the interesting uh, stories from the app. I'm so excited about this. Africana after dark. <laughs> There's actually a candle that's lit right now. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah. It is actually lit. So yeah, we could have done this episode one, to be honest, but we didn't want to seem too thirsty. So we wanted Isn't to that like, why we started the podcast so yeah. that we could do this episode? Eventually, yeah. So we wanted to trap you with our, our wit and intelligence, if you will, about real world topics and then... And then get right into it. And then get into the good stuff. So here we are. Thanks for making it to episode four. You will be rewarded shortly. Okay, so I guess I should start with the two types of people you see on Tinder. And I'll exclude like three, four, because those are like the more positive and like we're just trying to get to the fun stuff. Yeah. So number one would be the CEO at Self-Employed. Of the best. That's number one. Of all industries, but everybody is an entrepreneur, and I get it, Silicon Savannah. Stand up. And the hustle that Nairobi is known for. But I just kind of doubt that everybody is the director at Self or CEO at YOLO. I just, I feel like if I went... (laughs) Statistically higher in Kenya. If I went to the business registry, I doubt I would see YOLO Inc. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't put past anybody. But there would only be one. There wouldn't be 400. That is true. So person number two would be the person who puts up his wife and kids as the profile picture. And I'm like, sir, it's not how this works. Or maybe you're being upfront (laughs) about what it is you can and cannot do. Yeah. I have thought about that. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh. Tinder is a hookup app, though. Or it's it's become a hookup app. No, I think it started as a... No, it was like finding your soulmate. And like the Tinder CEOs were going to people's weddings. And now it's definitely a hookup app. About, I thought it was always about the swipe. No. And then that was kind of a happy accident of like, hey, cool, we're getting married. No. Really? It was the reverse. Maybe I've watched too much Disney, but I definitely think it was the reverse. So I met someone yesterday. On who, Tinder. No, 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 no. Uh, that's another story. I met someone yesterday who said, okay, so we went camping. We were lighting the fire. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should add some Tinder. He's like, Tinder? What are you talking about? I'm like, Tinder for the fire. He's like... What do you mean? Like, that's <laughs> what you used to start a fire. So he knew Tinder only because of the app, didn't realize that it was a word before the app. But I'm like, no, 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 no. See, what the euphemism for Tinder is on the app is Get like lighting your fire, yeah. hence the logo. So that was, I thought, a really fun moment when apps kind of replaced the original word. This is 2016 for you. Welcome to the world, y'all. Womp womp. 
fellow employment opportunities, God's top instrument. I have not seen that one. Yes. Girl. Uh, director at Lubricant City. <laughs> I think that's what's coming after Tattoo City <laughs> and Contest City, which are the two. Vision 2030. Vision 2030, yeah. These are Includes the, Lubricant City. Yeah, these are the two parks that are being built yeah. in Kenya, industrial parks that are going to build Kenya and buy Kenya. Now you know. I wonder if the sec- cabinet secretaries are on this mission. Uh, people also rank Arsenal before their kids and their wife on their profiles. And I know the love for Priorities. Arsenal is deep, uh, especially on this side of the continent. Also, when I see an Ethiopian guy on Tinder, I freak out a little bit. Why? Because he's your cousin? Also a possibility, but more so because when they're talking dirty, no, like, don't do that. I can't. Why are people like this? I know. I can't. Oh, no. no. And yeah. it's not, Cousin Haile, like, why? Stop. I hate you. <laughs> cousin Haile. So I actually do have a cousin. I Haile. knew you would. You probably I have actually, many. I do have at least one. Yeah. But I've also decided that going out in Nairobi is essentially being surrounded by everyone who's rejected you on Tinder or being surrounded by everyone you've rejected. Or about to reject. Or about to reject. Yeah. I mean, that's basically... What happens when you go out? You're like, I admittedly am pretty good with faces and names, so I can recognize people that I've seen on the app. Whether or not they remember me is another issue. But I'm like, oh, And yeah. their titles. It's like, oh, I swiped right, and like, you clearly didn't. And that's okay, though. I'm not bitter. I'm not going to go up to you and be like, hey. Really? So you want to take two? <laughs> I won't do that. Tinder after dark. That's what the clubs are for. Uh, but yeah, I've noticed going out is basically being surrounded by everyone you rejected and everyone that's rejected you. Yeah, I have a slightly different story because I got onto Tinder. Do tell, girl. Because essentially, when we started this podcast, we needed to have material. Right, research purposes, y'all. Yeah, in quotes, mm. research. I was on it for all of 24 hours. There are <laughs> some really inappropriate messages that are exchanged on that application. And I was just like, this is too much. See, I never get messages. So I skipped that completely. Like, I've only matched, first of all, like twice or three times. It's very rare. I'll be honest, I'm probably very picky. Are you insinuating that I was, like, swiping right to everybody? I didn't say that. But? I didn't say that. Okay. All I'm saying is that the matches are few and far between, and when I do match, I never get a message. What's your radius, though? Three kilometers? Like, in the compound? Stop. I think it's ten. Ten miles. Okay. That's not that many people to choose from, though. What is your radius? I think my radius was at, like, 50. What? So it's, like, all the way down to, like, Naivasha, Nakuru? Why not? All right. Well, yeah, people in Naivasha and crew need love, too. That should be a t-shirt. Anyway, go on. Tell me the story. I can't hardly wait. Yeah, so... Tinder. <laughs> Never we, again. Do we need to change names? I'm going to call him D. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call him D. I'm not, um, not going to spell out why I just laughed. So, what I think the listeners should know... I was in two fairly serious relationships my whole time in Kenya, so over the last five years. So I haven't had very much Tinder dating experiences because I was in long-term relationships. But prior to the first long-term relationship... You were out in the streets. I was up in the streets. Like, in the streets. A relationship had ended with somebody that I thought I would be together with for a very, very long time. Mm. And I had moved to Kenya from Toronto at the time. And I was just doing what I like to call man-eating. But I, yeah, I'm a reformed man-eater. She's a man-eater. And so essentially what man-eating is, and we all go oh, through these phases. I didn't know what it was. I'm Okay. Yeah, but no, no, no I'm just going to spell it out because maybe not everybody knows. Is okay. the whole, uh, quote, 
when you tell people to jump and they say how high, that was invented for man-eating. Oh. Yeah. So seeing how far you could get men to do things for you. <gasps> for the, I know. It's terrible. It That's is awful. Ter- it's so terrible. I mean, kind of admirable, but awful at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reformed. It only <laughs> happened once and it has never happened again. Because okay. it's just men are humans too. Yes, they are. Surprise. Shocker. I'm glad you know that. Yeah. So I was in this man-eating phase, but also at the same time... I used to play a game with really good female friends of mine called Hottest Man in the Room. Ah, okay. And so what would happen is I would say Hottest Man in the Room and they would point somebody out and I would go over and strike up a conversation with this man and then chat for like a few minutes and then find a reason to walk away and be like, hey, this is my friend so-and-so. So I have this mastermind between connecting all these wonderful people because it's not easy when you first meet people to strike up a conversation with random strangers. So we were playing Hottest Man in the Room at K1. <laughs> Do you want to tell the listeners what K1 is? Well, it's a party every night, but Thursday night's known for reggae. Tuesday night's probably a big night for them, too. It was definitely a Tuesday night. Yeah, they have a really good... I Jazz band. I actually really like going to K1. I don't go there very often because I prefer to be in bed with my socks on watching Netflix <laughs> <laughs> and not going outside. <laughs> Netflix and chilling. By myself. Yeah. But it's an open air good time. Although if you want to hear more positive things, K1 needs to pay us. So off yeah. you go. <laughs> so we were at K1 playing hottest man in the room or hottest man in the open air space. In the club. In the club on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut of she choose. Okay. So I had successfully matched up a friend of mine. And so they were chatting to this person. And then there was another friend that I was with. And she was like, that guy. And I was like, he's very good looking. And so I went up to him. And he was American, or is American, because he's still alive. Not after you hear the end of the story, though. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he's American. And he turns to me, and he's like, wow, your English is really good. (gasps) Exactly. I was like, skirt? I I don't even think I responded. I think I just walked away. Because I was like, oh, no, this is not the one. You pompous. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I walked away and I told her, I was like, girl, no. And he comes back and he's like, I was being sarcastic. Oh, come on. What I haven't yet told the listeners is he is the best looking man I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Oh. I know. I know. And I have pictures to prove this. That is also disappointing. So then we started chatting. Fast forward. We end up going on dates. Oh. Why, in hindsight, I don't know, but he comes to pick me up at my house with his driver, which is really common in Kenya for people to have drivers. And so I get into the back seat. He's sitting in the front next to his driver and we're going to Sierra, which is like, has wonderful food on our first date. I get into the car and the driver hands me a clipboard. What? <clears throat> yeah. The driver hands me a clipboard. And I was like, haha, because he's sarcastic. I was like, like oh, he's joking. Like the form you fill out when you're at the doctor's office and you're a new patient? Even better, like the form you fill out to say that you won't sue the American government if anything happens when you're in a military vehicle. Shut up! I swear to God. <laughs> and so I just burst into laughter because I thought his game was so suave that he was joking. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to actually have to have you sign that. And then proceeds to turn the camera on what? to like have everything filmed. Are you joking? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I swear my life. Wait, you were in a military vehicle at that so, time? So why he was this good looking is he is in the Marines. Not only is he in the Marines, he was the face of the American Marines for a while. What, he's like on the Semper? The the poster boy for... Magazine cover? Like other men watch him run. That good looking. Literally the best looking man I've ever seen in my life. 
Is he still in Kenya? Not that no. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm just one, like research. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Wow. And they live on the American Embassy compound, right? Or in and around there. Oh, I see. And so he would sit in traffic for an hour to an hour and a half with his driver to come pick me up for us to go on dates. Again, this feeds into the man-eating. So seeing what I can get him to do, right? So you are the people that the embassy officials warn about when they're like, be mindful of, of these the, chicks. Of, of yeah. Women yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's that you. was me. You're reformed. reformed. I was in two long-term relationships after that. Okay. So. This is so absurd. I know. It gets way worse oh. or, or better depending on how you see it. I'm listening, girl. So we go on a couple dates and we're like a month and a half in and it's finally time for him to meet my friends. We have a friend of mine host this wonderful sundowner barbecue. We spend the whole day together. His driver drops me off at a restaurant and he's going back home because he's exhausted Mm -hmm. because they also have to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to run 20 kilometers every day kind of situation. Of course they do. So we all have dinner and we're all going out dancing. So we get a message from him saying, hey, I'm actually going to Treehouse, which is another club in a treehouse. A good friend of mine's girlfriend just broke up with him. So please come out if you're still out having fun with friends. And of those 20 people that I was with, they were all going to go to Treehouse too. So what I ended up doing is like, okay, guys, I'm going to go meet Dee and his friend, and then I'll see you guys in like 30 minutes. What I haven't also yet said is we had been day drinking, which I don't really like to do anymore because of this situation. Okay. So All all a part of the reformation. Yeah, yeah. I found the light, pretty much. (laughs) Um, Day drinking gets a little bit sloppy. Get there. And I call him when I'm at the gate because he has my ticket and he doesn't pick up. Huh. Yeah. So I sent him a text message and he doesn't write back. And then by then I had seen like other friends who were in there. So I got in uh-huh. and then he calls me back like 30 minutes oh, later. I was going to say, did his phone get stolen? Because that's a totally viable excuse. Oh yeah, I wish. All right. So 30 minutes later calls me back. I'm like, hey, where are you? He's like, I'm at home. I just got into the gate. And I was like, dude, you told me to come. So that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> Flash forward to the next morning. And I have like one of those Motorola flip phones because I wasn't on this like high tech life at the time. I wake up in my own bed. <laughs> Times are good. There's no walk yeah, of shame situations. I'm good to go. Yeah. Until I open my phone and see that there are 21 times I have called D. 21 missed calls. I proceed to just die internally because how do you come back from that? <laughs> and I look down at the call log and there's two different times where we spoke for like a minute. So there was some conversation that happened in there. We've been dating for like a month and a half, almost two months. So I'm mortified. I was like, I can't ever see this person again because you can't call somebody 21 times. Like that just doesn't happen. And it definitely doesn't happen in my life. And it definitely doesn't <laughs> happen when you're trying to man-eat. Like, you should see her face right now. She's freaking out all over again just thinking about oh, it. Oh, this story gets way better. If you think this is the worst, oh, oh, so much better. I'm at the edge of my seat. Right. So the only thing you can do to save your dignity and have any grace left is to send a message saying... I'm really sorry. I was going through a really rough time. I'm not normally like this. Sorry. I send that message and then proceed to delete him from my phone. <laughs> because you, you don't want to be in a situation in a couple of weeks where like you get liquid courage and then try to call him back and discuss why you would ever call somebody 21 times. So I delete his number. And we had been properly dating. So I was expecting for him to be like, that was really silly of you. Let's laugh about it. Let's make fun. Uh-huh. Silence. Okay. So two weeks go by, and the last time we had hung out before the Treehouse situation, him and I watched Anchorman 1 together. Okay. He had left the DVD and a sweater at my house. 
And so when he didn't respond after that two-week period, I was like, no, no, I need to get him out of my system. I'm going to send his stuff back. And so... By diplomatic mail to the U.S. Embassy? (laughs) I honestly wasn't thinking. Because I was talking to my best friend, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to drop off his stuff at the embassy. You're lying. I swear on my life. Oh, my God. She's like, do you not remember what happened? You can't just do that. What happened at the American Embassy in Nairobi... There was the bombings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1998. She's like, please just call first. <laughs> and don't go all the way across town to drop this. And you're not but- even a citizen, so you can't exactly call, like, counselor services and be like, uh, so I know someone who works at the embassy. Oh, except I did. Oh, God. So it was Tuesday morning at 10.30 a.m. I remember this very vividly. No. <laughs> I get the number because I'm feeling really like, get this person out of my life. How dare he not call me back? Mm-hmm. So I call the embassy, and a really lovely woman picks up. At the time, it's also important to note that there's between 900 and 1,000 people that were working at the embassy. So this woman picks up, and I was like, I would like to drop off a package for somebody who's based at the embassy. Can I do that? I'll send my driver tomorrow. And she was like, I'm not sure, but I'll transfer you to somebody who knows the answer. And the person picks up the phone and is like, hello? And then my response is, hi. Oh, God. Is this D? To which he responds, how did you get this number? <laughs> so now he thinks I'm crazy. It's also publicly available information if you just go to the website. No, but how did I get directly to him? Oh. Because it was transferred. And then, to make matters even more worse, I was so shocked that I was like, well, I have your DVD and your sweater. So- <laughs> <laughs> and I've deleted your phone number. So if you want any of it back, you know how to reach me. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm not done. Okay. So he for sure thinks I'm crazy at this point. Don't hear from him from another Some month. Some guys like that, though. Not this one. Yeah. I don't hear from him for a while. Fast forward again, that month and a half. Back at Treehouse, I get a message from somebody, and I had been traveling a lot for work, going back and forth between Somalia and Nairobi, and I had been giving my number out. But I was like, it's 10.30. Like, this is too late for somebody to be work messaging me or work calling me. And it's an SMS saying, hey... How are you? And I'm like, I'm good, thank you. And then the response is, do you know who this is? And I was like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. And he writes back, it's D. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you would do that. Back to woman eating or man eating. Hello. Wow, that's a totally different thing, girl. But all right, keep it going. <laughs> Hilaire. So then I should have just left it. You know when you're like at those situations, but I couldn't help myself. Plus we hadn't slept together. And like I said, the most beautiful face and body I've ever seen. So we end up going on more dates, and then finally the time comes where we should consummate our <laughs> Sorry, I, feelings. Uh-huh. So it happens, or it starts to happen. Does it now? Oh, no. And as it's happening, as the oh, consummation God. is happening. I didn't, wow, this is yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. we're really getting into yeah, this. Yeah, we are getting into this. Okay. I have to ask him to stop. Oh, my God. Because it was so bad. The worst in my life. Like, so, 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 so bad. Anyways, we hung out for a little while longer. And as he was leaving, he was like, don't worry, next time we'll both finish. No! And it took everything in my heart not to, like, burst into laughter. Because I was like, there's not going to be a next time. Oh, gosh. Then. God, this is the story that never ends. No, it does never end, but we're almost there. Okay. He had to travel for work and I was traveling for work and I was like, oh, I feel bad about this situation, even though I shouldn't, I don't think women are responsible for men's desires, but I was just like, I can't consummate this person ever again. But we ended up going to watch a movie. 
and we both had popcorn and we were holding hands in the theaters as you do and I didn't want my popcorn so I gave it to him so we let go of hands and then I put my hand back down so that he could hold my hand and he high-fived my hand <laughs> and so I sat there because I'm petty with my arms crossed the whole entire movie to be like oh no you're not gonna win this one so then the day goes on he goes home and I meet friends there and we are waiting for him to come he then sends me a message saying I'm really sorry I'm not gonna be able to make it and I was like okay cool like we were having a good time it was fine and he was like you seem angry and I was like I'm not angry oh boy to which he responds you're upset because I hit it <gasps> to which I respond you call bad sex hitting it question mark to which he responds I was talking about your hand but cool <gasps> no and then I didn't respond because there's nothing you can respond back yeah that happened this is all 100% truth D has since moved back to New York, I think. And we never spoke again. <laughs> that is my favorite dating story slash worst dating story. 21 phone calls. Do you think that whole, like, I was talking about your hand was a last minute save? Oh, no. He was definitely talking about my hand. I misread the text. Yeah, you did. But I do feel, in my defense, like, for any other woman that he's with next, oh. I've done him a favor. Because I also think sometimes very attractive people don't have to try as hard. Well, that's true. I think that's true. But also, he acknowledged during or right after, well, maybe not right after, but after the act that it wasn't that great. Yeah. So he knew that already. But I thought he was saying, like, hit it and split it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going out like that. Oh. So that's my all-time dating story. Oh, my God. Care to share? I have nothing nearly that epic. <laughs> Good. Oh my god. I think the other thing though is if anybody's having a bad day, ask mm. yourself this. This really <laughs> works effectively. Have I called somebody 21 times? If you can honestly answer no to that, then your day's going to get much Did better. Did he ever tell you what you guys talked about no. in those one minute intervals? Oh no. Oh. There was no talking about that. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, D, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Please write in. Oh god, ask Africana at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't have, okay, this is like the Iliad or something, because it almost took just as long, <laughs> but... But it was worth it. But worth it, unlike the Iliad. Sorry for all the nerds out there who liked it. I personally wasn't a fan. This is just a funny story from a night that I went out in Nairobi. This is February of last year. And this is my kind of going out in these streets time. Because I've now been in Nairobi a few months. I know my way around. I'm more comfortable, I know where to go out. And you know, I'm young and... And wild and free. And fancy free. So I'm going out and I meet this guy. I'm going to the bathroom and he cuts me off. That's step one. I'm like, oh, okay, hi. He's like, hi, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And you know, I was told to be polite growing up. So I generally, even when people are like a bit strange, I'm like, okay, I'll at least greet you. Yeah. So. He proceeds to go on this long tangent. Now, he's in his middle age. Middle ages, not middle ages. He's, he's like his maybe 50s. Like medieval times. <laughs> kind of. So he says, oh, do you want a passport? Because you look like you need one, apparently. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm okay. Thanks, though. <laughs> Generally, don't accept passports from people who offer them to you at a bar when they're hitting on you. 
And he also tells me that he like he went to St. Mary's, which is a very prominent school here in Nairobi that many political and business elite have gone to. Um, and he goes through his phone and he shows me all of these people, cabinet secretaries. He sounds terrible. Girl. Cabinet secretaries and members of parliament. He's like, I know this person. I know this person. And mind you, I've been in Kenya for four months. I don't care that you necessarily know these people. And even like two years in, I don't necessarily care that you know these people. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I just really want to use the bathroom, but I'll let you cook for a second. So there's this whole thing, and then he's saying something about how somebody in Kenyan politics history is Ethiopian. Because mind you, like, I get that question a lot. Anytime anyone sees me, there's always something about Ethiopia that has to be mentioned. Like, oh, are you Ethiopian? And I have to do this whole story of like, yeah, well, kind of, but not really. But, you know, this is a whole... Diaspora trubs. You know, it's like, well, there's a family tree. And then, you know, the cousin once removed. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, but my passport, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm trying not to get into this. But I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. Like, didn't know. But he's like going into all these things. And he's like, if you ever need anything, call me. And I'm like, I really hesitate to take his number. I don't want to. But I'm like, I just need to use the bathroom. And you're the one thing that's stopping Between me and the bathroom. Between me and the bathroom. And I don't know if this is a quintessentially African ending to this story, but it's something that I've thought about from time to time, and it's just put a smile on my face. So he puts his number in my phone. Puts his name. I'll also say D, actually. Then he puts the number 2000. Oh, like D2000. Yeah, his name, and then 2000. Wow. Like every store in the year 2000 was named. Every electronics store. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, that's how many acres I own. <laughs> ah! Best! 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 And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a night out with me. <laughs> and I was like, you know We should what? encourage our male friends to do this. Put how many I, acres you I think I would call if, somebody back if... What if you are not a landowner? Lie. No, that's it's, gonna come out at some no, point. No, it's funny. Oh my! I mean, yes, it's funny. I yes. don't think he actually owned two thousand acres. I don't know. Well, I would. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised either way. There I would also a, have been like, where? I would have asked a couple more questions. Right, and it's like, well, are these like two thousand acres like the Dob? Yeah. Is or are like, we talking about Rift Valley? Because I will take two thousand like, Rift Valley. Is this yeah, in yeah. the Central yeah. County? Where are these two thousand? Yeah. Is it like Isiolo? Yeah. Is it in Watamu? <laughs> Is then it you'd like, be Karen? Karen? Is it in Karen? Is it, you know, the refugee camp? Like, which of these 2,000 acres... I want receipts. ...are you speaking of, sir? <laughs> receipts. And title deeds. And Oh, girl. Yeah. So that's, um, that's probably one of my favorite stories. Did though. you call him? No, I did not. I did not. I was not attracted to him. Like, literally, he was an obstacle to me Yeah, it sounds a little bit creepy. ...the bathroom. It yeah. was, because then there was, like, all this, like, messages from the future. This I is, just got to pee. I just need to use the bathroom, yeah. bro. Can we 86 this, please? But then the ending made it so worth it, because now I can tell the story, and it's a really I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. This I think we should encourage all our listeners to start yeah. doing that. Put your name in and just like a number of anything. Yeah. Like acreage. Yeah. Cattle. Camels. Goats. This is, this is how chicken. many jobs I have. Boom. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the CEO at YOLO Inc. <laughs> Ding! Speaking oh, of interesting dear. like dating stories or like men approaching women in Nairobi stories, we spent a lot of our dinner times running activities, kind of anytime I'm hanging out with other female friends, mm. we're often talking about dating in Nairobi. Um, and there's a whole series of really interesting, primarily fuckboy conversations, okay. but also some like really wonderful ones. 
So I'm going to share a wonderful one and I'm going to share a not so wonderful one. Okay. Because I think our listeners, particularly our male listeners, since that's our demographic. Yeah, they are. Um, sometimes just need to be reminded. <laughs> so should I start with the negative one or the positive one? Let's do start with the negative and then we'll end on a good note. So for the 24 hours that I was on Tinder, oh about a month later in my Facebook inbox, which I like to call the dark web. <laughs> so essentially there's a third inbox that I didn't know about. Yes, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us found out after 1,500 messages being missed. Yes, so go look at that now, but make sure that you are safe and sitting down because there's some disgusting stuff in that situation. Yeah, I've gotten hit on through that, yeah. through that folder. So there is a guy, I think from central Kenya somewhere, mm. definitely 45, maybe 50, who is like, you didn't swipe me on Tinder, so I found you here. No! Yes! To which I didn't even respond because I was like, block, delete, deny. Right. But like, if some, but the whole point of Tinder is if somebody doesn't swipe you, let it go, bruh. We don't want. Let it go. Yeah. Me, I don't want. And for the men too. Yeah. That's why yeah, I yeah. don't go up to you at the Alchemist saying, hey, so <laughs> I was wondering if I can have a second chance. I think you should though. And I think we can report back. No, I'm not going to do okay, that. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Okay, maybe I will. I'll just, I would like the audacity. And like also violation. And I also know that I didn't see you on Tinder. Wait, what? Yeah. That's the whole point of the story. I didn't see him on Tinder. Oh. Yeah. Either that's a line he uses or he found me, which is even creepier. Either way, no bueno. No, definitely don't, no bueno. So that's the what not to do part. <laughs> but what you should do. Mm. Um, and this is one of my very favorite stories and I didn't ask him for permission so hopefully when he's listening to this he's not upset let's call him D <laughs> no his name is not D okay we can call him D just for now D 2.0 or 2.0 mm. so I was introduced to him through another really good friend mm. and everybody who knows this guy raves about him and we had gone on a date and for whatever reason um, I wasn't in kind of the headspace to continue to go on dates with him. And I told him this, and I was really genuine and honest, and I was like, I really like hanging out with you, and I think you're wonderful for all these reasons, and I really honestly want to be friends with you, but I understand, like, if you're not in a place where you want the same. I'm uh, all about communication. Well done. I, yeah. Like, and I was just, it was kind, and it was truthful, and it was honest, and... You really have reformed. Well done. I, I have come a long way. Yes, you have, girl. Yeah. Um, You've this far, <laughs> sings. So I've also been in situations where people have not responded very well to me ending a situation or just saying that I want to be friends. And so I was unfortunately a little bit worried that it was going to be like, well, I didn't want you anyways. B word, B word, B word. Uh-huh, yeah. Because um, that happens. That definitely We've happened. we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But his response was incredible. It was like, I think you are great for X, Y, Z reasons. Like, thank you for being honest and communicating. And I think that's the foundation of, like, any healthy friendship. That's refreshing. For all the times that women are in Nairobi saying, like, they can't find a good guy, I have one. Actually, right into Africana. He might kill me for saying this out loud. But, like, <laughs> right into the podcast, askafricana.com. And if you're a wonderful human and... Maybe a little bit more about yourself, and I will yeah, let's, let's connect you with... Yeah, yeah, no, I need receipts. About you being He's wonderful. He's incredible. All right. We haven't talked about this? I mean... No, we haven't. Do I need to email askafricana.com? Yeah, you should. Well, I have the password, so... Yeah. I can make sure those other ones get deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I won't do that, listeners. I won't do that. 
I mean, I might do that. But just what to do right. And now I'm also like committed, one, to being like good friends with him, but two, to making sure that he ends up with somebody amazing because he's just so good. Do you ever think that would change for you though? I don't think so. Okay. And I also think it's like where... And that's fine. The situation that I find myself in. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I'm glad we ended on a positive note. Yes. So this is somewhat related to kind of my feelings on dating at the moment, which is that I just... Uh, I've had like a sinus infection for like half the year. Like I'm just, my head is on fire. Like, I'm just tired. Like I, I'm yeah. not in my best zone at the moment. Yeah. And I know everyone's like, really, Annie, you're blaming a sinus infection. <laughs> but I'm just not where I need to be to, I think, really fully... Give out that vibe. Yeah. Admittedly, like I might be putting out some vibes, but I'm not necessarily following up or, you know. Also, truth be told, it takes a lot to like perk my interest or like... Peak my interest? Perk my interest. Or perk, Peak. Yeah, whatever. So, and the few times that it has happened, it hasn't worked out, right? And it's always that story of like, everybody that you want doesn't want you, and everyone that you don't want wants you, right? Isn't that life? That's kind of, right, that's how it all works out, which is fine. And probably why you're attracted to the people in the first place. I know. We're all works in progress. Yeah, so I think at the moment, which is funny, because did you ever watch the movie Hitch? I think so. But basically... Was Will Smith in there? Yes, he yeah. was. He was Hitch. So he essentially is saying, like, no woman wakes up in the morning not wanting to get swept off her feet. True. That's a pretty decent line from a film, and I think relatively accurate. So I think I'm in that camp of, like, if something great happens, fantastic. Sinus infection and all. Yeah, I'll make it work. So for our listeners, so, the way to Addie's heart is... Send me some yeah. Sudafed. No. Or some, like, nasal spray. A nasal spray? <laughs> Imagine, like, nasal spray with a bow. I'm sure you would go on a date with somebody... I would go on a date with somebody if they gave me nasal spray. Yeah, I think I've just, this has been a tough year. I think my body is broken down in very, like, different yeah. capacities, as you've seen yeah. <laughs> over the last few months. Like, I'm good for, like, a week and then get sick in a different way. It's just no bueno. So I think I'm just not, I'm just not feeling... That. 100. I'm not feeling 100, yeah. as they say. I mean, if it's something great happens, obviously that'd be fantastic, but I'm, I don't really want to go out because I'm like, I can only hear Nigerian music so many times. Right? True. Going out in Nairobi, like, it's great with great people, birthdays, that kind of thing. I'm happy to celebrate specific occasions, but going out just to go out? So if you're not uh, meeting, and I think this is a commentary by a lot of women or men in Nairobi, if you're not meeting your significant other or going on dates with people that you meet in a club setting, right. where are you meeting people? I don't think I am. Okay, where are the places that you could meet people? Like join the climbing club or the running well, yeah. club. I or... think you, yeah. See, this is the thing. Now that I've almost hit my two-year anniversary, I think you get in a routine. Yeah. You go to the restaurants you like. You meet the same you friends. Make the same, you meet the same friends. Like you have now your crew. Very few exceptions get added. I, even I notice that. Like when I try to reach out to people and they're not as quick about getting back to me, like I can't even blame them. Some of us are almost in our 30s. Others are in our 30s. And like everyone is kind of team, no new friends. Yeah, because you're that's like, why Drake wrote that song. Yeah, because admittedly, like, you know, your your people, your crew gets smaller and smaller as you get older. Mm -hmm. And so, like, adding, it gets difficult. Um, and there's more things competing for your time, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm dating the podcast. I mean, let's be honest. I'm glad one of us is. Because <laughs> I spend more than enough time. So that's probably taken a lot of my attention, which is totally fine. But admittedly, yeah, I don't think, probably, yeah, through mutual friends, but... Would you be open if I set you up on a blind date? Because I know a wonderful human. Is this the one you were just talking yes, about? Yes, who's incredible. I just said I would email Ask Africana. Okay, fine. <laughs> you can get first dibs. Hell yeah, I should. Okay. Dude. He's so wonderful. Oh, Lord. But I always hesitate when girls are like, oh, but he's so nice. I'm like, what are you hiding? No, he's hiding he, something. No. Something is like, you know. No, Women girl. do this all the time. It's like, oh, I know this great guy. He's super nice. You're like, and? 
Well, okay. Speaking of that, what's really interesting uh-huh. is, that, and I don't know if we had talked about this, but uh-huh. me and two other very, very close friends are part of a date a month club. Or we started yes, trying to do yes, yes. a date a month. I like this idea, actually. You should Because share. our sure. friend Jay met her husband. Uh-huh. He was Mr. July. July, yeah. Um, so she went on six dates, so one date a month up until July, and then met her husband, and now they're married. And it's really interesting when you ask your friends or the people in your networks, like, connect me with one person. And it doesn't have to be somebody that you think I'm going to be, like, madly in love with or we're going to hit it off right away. It's just getting to know people, and there's no pressure. They email connecting says something along the lines of like, hey, so-and-so, I think you're a great person and you're a great person or these are the things you have in common. I really think you guys should connect. Yeah. And it's been wonderful. It's also more intentional too with like a filter that you trust, not, yeah. not an algorithm that somebody in Silicon Valley came up with. Yeah. No, no shade to algorithms, but we've already discussed how that can go a little wrong. <laughs> yeah. But what ended up happening, we don't know enough people. <laughs> That we would be willing to set up with our right. friends. So right. people are married. Right. Or they're fuckboys. Uh-huh. Or we've already set them up. Oh, yeah, or they're in committed relationships that would be great recommendations, but are already spoken for. Yeah. So we think there's a quantity problem, but... But I find, like... It's okay, a global problem. I was just about to say this. In every city I've lived, in Beijing, in Athens... New York. In New Haven. Yeah. In the D.C. area, in Seoul, in Nairobi, it's all the same... Women are having the exact same conversations, and honestly... In I different mean, languages. Basically. And with the exception of this episode, I promise people, I generally don't talk about this. Because I'm so tired of the conversation, like, we're so awesome, and there's not enough guys out there. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's hard. But I just... I don't <laughs> I'm out here in these streets, too. I get it. I don't want to yeah. talk about this anymore. There's yeah. got to be other things to talk about. Like, tell me your business idea. Let's talk about other stuff. Like, I can't do this. We outnumber them. It's like, yeah, facts only, but... <laughs> facts only, fam. But at the same time, like, yeah. we gotta live life. Like, I can't... Honestly, like, college was nothing but this conversation. Yeah. I mean, yes, I learned and got a degree, but, I mean, really, at the heart of it, so many conversations was about this. Do you think it's a generational thing? Because the more and more male friends I talk to, too, a lot of them who are single find the same thing. Yeah, I... Oh. God, I don't know. I don't have the answer, Sway. Okay. It's a problem like millennia before us. I mean, yes, generations, but I think my parents have like a totally different situation going on than like yeah. me, for example. Actually, did I tell you the story about when I met my family over the summer? No. I was having dinner with my parents. So my dad awkwardly came up with this topic and it's just so strange. And so he was like, well, you know, we've been getting like questions from people. You did tell me the story, but please tell it again. <laughs> so, about you and I'm like, about me? Why do people want to know about me for? People know that you've been living abroad and da 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 and like they've asked if you're single. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, what? So I'm stunned that this conversation is happening right now. He's like, yeah, like, is it okay if we send them your way? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, my mind is spinning. What vortex have I just entered? Parents dating app. Yo. Business I- idea. And to be honest, like, I know growing up, you're like, I want to find love and da-da-da-da-da. Disney. It was also the same time where you're like, I want to be an independent woman. And now you're like, you know what? I could be a lady of leisure and I wouldn't be so mad about it. I 100% agree with that. So things change over time. And honestly, I trust my parents. I love them dearly. It's just the three of us, really. I mean, they're my world. I trust them. They know me better than I know myself. Like, I would actually consider an introduction or two from them. Mm -hmm. As scary as that is. I mean, granted, I get right of refusal. And I'm also like an adult, so it's not like they're forcing me to do something that I don't want to do. But I'm like, you know what? I trust your judgment. Like, 
The whole thing was just so bizarre. I was like, I cannot believe I'm having this conversation. Which also led to another bizarre moment where my dad's like, are you going out on dates or anything? And I'm like, <laughs> awkward. What is going on? Yeah. My response essentially was, hold up. You always said you don't want to know about these things until it's the one. Like, tell my me. My dad's the exact same way. Tell but me this what, is African dad no, I know. syndrome. He's like, tell me when it's real, when you're ready to settle down. Like, I'll meet him. We'll have a conversation, yeah. you know. But I don't need to know everything in between. So I'm like, Dad, remember that time you said you don't need to meet? He's like, when did I say that? You said that when I was turning 16 and everybody else was dating and you told me I could start dating when I got married. <laughs> it's so African like, dad. We had that conversation. He's yeah. like, I don't remember saying this. I'm like, oh, but you did. Yeah. Which is why we don't talk about these things. He's like, no, 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 no. I want to know about everything now. And you're like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. We it don't is. go zero to 100. He's like, it is too late to be showing up for the PTA meeting. Okay. <laughs> You have signed away your rights <laughs> yeah. to know about these things over 10 years ago. We're yeah. not doing this now. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I also thought, oh, bless your heart. Because he was like, I want to know about every lunch, every dinner. And, and he just stopped there. <laughs> he didn't go any further. He was like, no, no. And I was like, oh. Nothing after the sunsets. Bless your heart. Yeah. That's sweet. But I think also my mom, she was always the one who was like, you know, books over boy. That's probably another. Which is good life advice. Michelle Obama gave the same thing. Yeah, that's another like Africana proverb of the week probably at one point. But then now that I'm almost 30, I'm sure she's like, well, I mean, I didn't mean for you to take it so seriously. Like, where are my grandchildren? Like, she hasn't said it, but I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I can feel it. It's like they're starting, I think they're starting to get worried. Without really explicitly saying it, I think they're wondering. I think that's all African parents all right. when their kids, like, approach their 30s. I'm like, well, damn, I studied, now what? Yeah. My dad. I can read now, so that worked. Yeah. And now everything else I can't do, but... <laughs> I got but my I'm degrees, literate. but I'm illiterate. Yeah. So go me. My dad didn't come to Christmas one year because the guy that I was seeing at the time, oh. and it was like really, really serious, didn't come to introduce himself to the family first. Oh. Yeah. This is like old school Wait, African dad. Wait, he skipped Christmas? Yeah. My dad just refused to come. Wow. Yeah. That's petty. Oh, yeah, yeah. But African dads can be like petty 100. I learned my petty from my dad. Okay. But moral petty. It's different than like... <laughs> the moral high ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I get it. And I understand there's certain ways that things need to happen. Wow. I'm trying to also think about like how I'm currently feeling about dating. I feel like it changes week to week. <laughs> That's true. Like I was saying, I was in two long-term relationships and then was like, oh, I guess I should probably start dating when the last one ended. It took some time, some self-healing, mm. self-care. But then I was like, oh, I should start dating. And I've been going on dates... But it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. My best friend's going to listen and she's like, what do you mean it's a lot of work? You've barely done anything. Like, how are you already tired? I'm like... I've been trying to go... I've been going on dates. I'm tired. And I haven't and I'm still tired. Because we're the same here. We like efficiency. Yeah. The whole... So if you're going to be a fuckboy, just move to the left. Or state your case. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> let us know. Let us know. And we can deal with that accordingly. But don't shapeshift. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. But no, I feel you. I feel you. But I also think there's, like, wonderful, wonderful humans out there. Of course. And, like, I know my husband will be incredible. Same. Also, I should also, the audience doesn't know, but I was in a relationship that was about a year. That yeah. That earlier this year. So I had a lot of fatigue coming out of that. Yeah. For various reasons. I'm not going to get into it out of respect for the other party. Let's call him D. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that everybody on the dating episode is named D. How appropriate. I mean, sinus affection aside, I think honestly from the last four or five months, I was just tired. I did that whole like taking care of someone and like putting other people, maybe not first, but just as high on the priority as you. And I did that. 
There are some cool things that happen as a result. There's some not so great things that happen as a result. And as a result, I'm just, I don't know. It definitely makes me more wary of the next time around. Mm. I wouldn't lie. I just want to add on to that by encouraging people to try and remain positive. Oh, of course. Because the energy you're putting out is often the energy you're getting back, right? I think men, or if you are in the same-sex relationship, whatever your situation is, the other party also wants to be swept off their feet too, or wants to be engaged with a way. And I think it's remembering that dating is human. That's a very nice way to end this, I think. Yeah. Well done, you. Look at you being reformed. So that's enough from us. Now it's time to get some of your feedback, which is what we've asked for in the past few days. Share your dating stories and or questions. Listener letters. We still need to come up with a name for that. Yeah. Under the Baobab. If anybody has a really good name for listener letters, African inspired, we would love to hear that. Please let us know. So we have a letter from T or an email from T and it says... Hey, girl children, I hope you're both doing great. I'm loving your podcast. It's a fusion of all the things I love. Women, nuanced conversation, and amazing banter. Thank you. I have a question I'd love for you to give your thoughts on in your dating episode. What should dating look like in your 20s? Feel free to answer as objectively and subjectively as you wish. Looking forward to your next episode, T. Well, first off, thank you so much for sending us a letter. That's awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that's so sweet. Thank you so much for that feedback. We really appreciate it. Dating in your 20s. I'm of like two minds. There's one part of me that's just like... Don't do it. (laughs) Sorry, no. Maybe 5% of that, Debbie Downer. (laughs) Um, Addie Downer. Um, But then a big part of me is like, be reckless. Oh, girl. Yeah, because you get into your 30s and you don't necessarily want to be as reckless, I think. I don't know. It could be wrong. I find that most of my friends are the reverse, actually. Oh, I'm the complete opposite. So I think they were scared or they were hesitant in their 20s to like, do too much or scared of what people would think of them. And I think now that they're in their 30s, they have less of anything to give. And they're just... <laughs> going, Letting that down. Yeah, they're just going for it. So I it just... Oh, I, well, I think this is the general rule. Dating in your 20s, if I'm assuming you're in your 20s, should look like what you're comfortable exactly. with it looking like. So if you want to be reckless, but please be safe though. I was going to say that too. (laughs) If you want to be reckless and you're comfortable with that, then go forth. But if you know that that's not you, don't pretend to be somebody you're not. I definitely 100% agree with that. Because that will only bring you into more drama. Don't worry about what characters on TV shows are doing or what you think other people are doing. Do what's true to you. I think that's what dating should look like in your 20s. And really, I think at any stage. But I think it's tough because... When you're in your 20s, you think, okay, I have more time. But keep in mind, some people get married in their 20s, so it, ooh, it just depends. I think some of the best advice I ever got around dating is from my mom, which is ooh. so interesting because, like, I've already said that my dad <laughs> didn't come to Christmas one year because of man trubs. But my mom always That's said, troubles if you're over 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. My mom, her dating advice was... Dating is really a process of getting to know people. So it's okay to go on many dates because how are you going to know if you like somebody if you don't get to know them? It's also a way of getting to know yourself. Yeah. And what you will and will not (laughs) settle for or do. And what you want and what you don't want. And I think also, I'll speak for myself, where I was when I was 20 versus where I was 25 was very different to when I was at 28 and now 30. With life, just like dating, you have to try it and hopefully... 
something sticks or doesn't stick. I find that dating in your 20s is a bit of a roller coaster, which yeah. I want to get off of. <laughs> roller coasters in what ways, though? There was actually an interesting tweet from way back when that said something like dating in 2016 feels a lot of like having to prove that you're worthy or having to prove you're worth someone's time. This is not me saying this. I'm quoting the tweet. And I'm really tired of doing that. I think there's some level to that. Having to make a case, it seems, in a lot, or like prove to someone like, you should text me back. Like, why aren't you? Especially this whole medium of communication that we have now, it's less direct and more you're swiping and you're texting and then you can do it to like hundreds and of you're people emailing too, right? and you're and, phone yeah. calling and there's whatsapp and there's slack and there's just so many different ways of getting at people and yet we're still the dms yeah and you're still there's still misconnections in spite of the fact that there have never been this many ways to connect with people in the modern era and do you think it's because people aren't just being honest and being like hey i want to go on a date with you or hey, I'm attracted to you, or hey, I want to hang out with you. What do you think that disconnect is? Because it's not the mediums. Well, I think if you can go on an app and start swiping, and you don't have to work as hard, and this could go for both genders, when you are meeting someone that's worth it, I think you forget that you have to try a bit, or that you have to put yourself forward Mm -hmm. and say, I'm interested in you, I want X, Y, and Z, I think you're great, whatever it is. Now you can just type a few things or hit a few buttons and all of a sudden you've matched and then God knows what else. How does that progress from the dating process into relationships? Because if you haven't had honest conversations about what the expectations are, I can just see a lot of room for, like you said, misconnections. And I don't know if that's a particularly in your 20s dating thing. Well, it definitely happens in your 30s too. The group chats with the friends in the 20s and the friends in the 30s, they don't look all too different, girl. (laughs) So... I don't think a few years makes that much of a difference. I think maybe some of the drama gets a bit different and it's a bit more weighted because you feel more pressure perhaps as you get older. And so I think there's a bit more urgency in some of those other group chats that are with my friends that are in their mid thirties or early thirties, as opposed to my friends that are in their mid or late twenties that feel a bit more like, oh, they have time and you know want to hang out and just kind of meet people. Because I think some of those issues are not, it has nothing to do with age. Mm-hmm. I think people are still people. Yeah. And there is a bit and of where growth. we are in 2016. Yeah, and there is a bit of growth, but at the end of the day, whew. but okay. So I guess back to the original point. I don't think dating should look like anything. I think it should be a decision that you make that you're comfortable with, and just be safe. And, and I, when you say safe, I, I'm assuming we're talking about protection, like sexually yes. safe, but also at the same time, like safe with who you allow into your life. So like, don't let not nice people treat you continuously not nicely. So like emotionally safe too. Oh, I learned that one this year. Yeah. I hope that answers your question, T. I know we kind of rambled on a bit, but thank you so much for your letter. And now on to the next one. This one, also from Anonymous, says, How does one know when you found a good one after being scarred and a little bit jaded after the ratchetness that is Nairobi dating? Well, I think you can also I'm, insert Nairobi with Jober, yeah, with Accra, this with This is definitely Legos, not a Nairobi situation. Well, I DC. see, obviously this person has a Nairobi context, but this is definitely a, a wider thing. Honestly, I've always, when everyone's, everyone's like, oh, but you always know. I'm like, what do you mean you know? Like, what do you mean you know? I don't know what you, what, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some, there's a little bit of that. I think you know when you feel safe and secure and. And, and it's healthy. Yeah. And generally, and happier. But I think also, I understand being jaded. What I will say, however, is that if you go into every situation with that mindset, 
you might not get very far. And so this answer might not be very popular, but honestly, you just have to take a chance and they might hurt you and it might really suck for a while. Like there might be a lot of tears for a lot of months, depending on how long it lasts and you know the situation and what have you. Uh, honestly, you don't know. You just have to take a chance and try your best to contribute and then hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't work out, know that you'll be okay. And there's more where that came from. Are you a believer in the, you need to be single after you get out of a relationship? Uh, in some cases, okay, not always. Blend I don't it. think there's really a formula for these things. Like also yeah. I know that some things are incredibly messy. Like you're already in a relationship and you meet someone and you're like, whoa, that's not what Skirt. I planned for. Yeah. And it's not ideal, but sometimes that happens. Although I think at one point you need to make a decision. <laughs> like you can't just be doing two things at once unless all three people involved know that. And consent. And consent to that. But yeah, there's no rhyme, reason, or formula. I think if you're spending time with this person and it's really looking up. I always, though, my life motto is like low expectations. <laughs> and I know I just said like have hope. But like really like understand that everybody is human. People will mess up once. Once or twice or many more. And it's going to be Okay. I mean, there was that one article, and I can't remember for the life of me who wrote it, but the one who said you're going to marry the wrong person, just automatically you're always going to marry the wrong person. And it's a great article, um, and it's a noted philosopher who talks about relationships, and he's essentially saying, listen, all of these expectations that you have are going to put you on a path of disaster. Like, the person you're with is the wrong person. You just have to decide what you're going to fight for and what it is that you care about. And I think, honestly, that's the only way to go about it. I think I have a slightly different answer. Do you? Tell me. Um, I am kind of an eternal optimist in, I think when you give people the opportunity to step up, 99.9% .9 of the time they will. Um, but you have oh. to be in a place where you step up for other people to do that. So oh. if you can get yourself to a place where you're making good decisions because you have good energy and you're feeling good about yourself, things kind of naturally, I find, fall into place. I know that sounds like a really hokey answer, um, but I think the best decisions I've made around relationships, around career, around a lot of things have come when I've been in places of feeling really good about myself. And people just pick up on that energy and vibe on that energy. And you're also able to see when other people are in that zone. And obviously, you're not going to be able to like have good energy for the next 80 years of your life. But I think it's also just about remembering like that the other person on the end of this is probably just as afraid, if not more afraid than you are. And so give people the opportunity to like prove that love is really a great thing, but it takes, it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah. No, it does take two. Do -do. Yeah. And, but it, and it takes courage and it takes sacrifice and it takes being in a little bit of a scary place. Um, That's what I'm but, saying. You don't know. Like, yeah. You but it, it, a, it's worth it. It's worth it. And I would say that to people who have dated 50 people, I would say that to people who have dated one person. You don't know my life. I'm trying to be positive <laughs> because I think we all need to go out into the world and just put some more positivity Ooh, oh, I know. into the universe. It's been a rough year. And on that note, that concludes Africana After Dark. Turn your candles on. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what they used to say in like the... What is it? The, the late night shows that the, you weren't supposed to be watching? Yeah, like slow jam uh, time. Like, after 10 p.m. on a Saturday? I, no, even like on the radio on a Tuesday after 10 o'clock. Girl. They start playing slow jams. Like, you knew what's up. the lights. That was why Boys to Men became a thing. Oh, yo. So many kids as a result of that song.
So, keeping up with our happier news, um, I get to round out the podcast with the Africana proverb of the week. Week, 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 week. Like my arms. Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, I think kind of we've talked about fuckboys and we've talked about different dating stories and we've talked about man-eating. Talked about quite a bit. I want to leave us on a positive note, and this is one of my favorite quotes of all times. The Africana proverb of the week is, you've got to learn to love, oh, skirt, Freudian slip. Take two. (laughs) Take Take two. two. (laughs) The Africana proverb of the week Week, week, week. is, you've got to learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served. And that's by one of our favorite Nina Simones. So I'll say that one more time. The Wait, Africana one of our favorite Nina Simones? Yeah. She was the first, but there's been many since. Who's the other Nina Simone? Internet. Am I missing something? <laughs> so I'm going to say the Africana <laughs> proverb of the week one more time. No, You've got to that. learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served by the one and only Nina Simone. Amen. I think that's a good way to round it out. And that goes for both. Our it goes for everybody. And female listeners, men and women alike. Just, yeah, be happy and don't settle for less. Are you, also, are you pep talking yourself right now? But also <laughs> be the best too. Be lit. Uh, That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Just continue to be lit. Be yourselves. If you're listening to us, you can't be horrible. So, <laughs> well, actually, it's yeah. a pretty big claim there, but I'm trying to give, you know, positivity. I'm trying this new thing, remember? Okay. Do you want to wrap up with our vote of thanks? Yes, ma'am. So, vote of thanks to Frederica Boswell for editing this episode. Uh, vote of thanks, as always, to Victor Murithi for our branding. A key vote of thanks to A.B. Byte for the intro music, as heard on the Honest Trailer's The Lion King, which I hope you have checked out that song or that clip. It's in our description for every episode. And, of course, vote of thanks to all of you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes and subscribing on Stitcher and SoundCloud. And we'd love to hear from you, so feel free to slide directly into our DMs <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, at Africana, and on Facebook at Africana Podcast. Till the next time. But, 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 bye. Maybe bye, bye, bye. Considering so, uh, the dating theme. <laughs> You're trying to stay positive. Uh, yes. Okay. Bye-bye. God must have spent... That's, another, that's like a nice little song. A little from, more time. On a you. On a you. On a you. On a you. Okay, we should sing. And okay. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>